Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, look who's in the room. It's going to be a badass show. I have hundreds of people flown into the space already, and it's so good to see you. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world, and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest has quickly elevated himself into the NFT community since joining the space just a short month ago. As the star of the Andy Milanakis show from 2005-2007 on MTV, he parlayed his success into content creation and today has over 540,000 subscribers on YouTube, 600,000 subscribers on Twitch, and nearly 600,000 followers on Twitter. His comedic style and NFT banter on Twitter have gotten him fame quickly in the space, but he is the first to say that he is new to the space and wanting his followers to learn alongside him and not to ever take financial advice from his decisions. His wide following has inevitably led to more attention to the space, and he is truly a pioneer by using his already established platform to help spread the word about crypto and NFTs. It's my honor today to share the stage with the one and only Andy Milnakis. What's going on, Andy? What's up, man? You made me sound a lot cooler than I really am. Thank you for that. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. But you really have built an empire uh, of content streaming. I don't think people realize just how many followers on all those platforms you have. And that takes a lot of work. And you've done that. You've put that work in. So huge props to you, man, that, uh, for all of the success. You. So uh, let I always start with the same question on the show, which is just to tell us a little bit about your journey into crypto, whether it was NFTs was really your first jump, or if you had purchased uh, cryptocurrencies before. Just tell us a little bit about your whole journey in the space. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been dabbling in crypto for a couple of years, but nothing big. I wasn't putting like crazy big money in. I was still trying to like just get my feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, saw it go up a little bit here and there. And it, it was like, it. you know, it was definitely exciting, but it wasn't really like exhilarating like mm-hmm. N- nft shit is the first time i was like oh i want to do this every day when you go from like looking at a number in a wallet to like all this cool art and seeing like the crazy uh volatility of of nfts um i just got hooked immediately and i was like in the mountains in greece just laying on my fucking bed with wi-fi like buying my first nfts yeah i'm like i just couldn't wait i was like fuck man i gotta get in now so i just started going going ham i remember Um, that i remember you were out of town because a lot of people were hitting you up saying hey come on let's get on space you're like dude i'm trying vacation here too (laughs) yeah exactly i was like i went hard because it was like two i usually travel a lot for live streaming Mm -hmm. because i do outdoor streams and it was about two years since I got to travel because of COVID. And then as soon as Greece opened up and I was vaccinated, I was like, now's my opportunity. Uh, it's my first trip in two years. I'm going to go for a long ass time. And I went, yeah. for three, I went for three whole months. And I'm kind of glad I didn't find NFTs till like towards the end because 
I would have like maybe ruined my vacation by being inside <laughs> all day. And I got to like go island hopping and live it up and be with family and just like see some cool shit. Mm. And and then just like the last like week or so, I started getting into it. And then once I got back in New York in my own cozy apartment, I got to geek out every day and and really dive in. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, we talk about it a lot on the show about like that professional and personal life balance. And when it comes to NFT, it really does suck people in. You you hear people trying to quit their jobs because it just they feel like they're so unproductive at work because they're spending all their fucking time trying to search JPEGs to buy. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I I um I got back like three weeks ago, and like last sixteen days in a row, I didn't stream at all because I was so busy with like NFT stuff. Well, that's awesome. It's been so cool to see how you've just really deep dived into the space. And I was curious, I had to ask this question because there's been a lot of celebrities that have hopped in and hopped out. And it's almost like they had people around them telling them what to do. They didn't really ever take time to get fully immersed into the space to get involved in the community. Was that just something naturally because you're a content streamer that you, uh, you when you went full in and you enjoyed it, you were you were down to be all in? Or was that did you notice that if you didn't get all in on the space that it wasn't going to work out for you for me um my roots are like the internet the only reason i got a tv show was because i was creating content on the internet like right before youtube came out um and seeing the value of like any success i had in life coming from the internet when i find something new that's really growing and bustling like i i go full force Mm -hmm. and a lot of people that are busy doing their own thing and kind of not in that like addicted to the internet, you know, on your laptop, you know, eight, 10 hours a day. And if they're not into that, like life and they, they could just kind of come in and like dabble and be like, Oh, I bought, uh, you know, I bought like a punk and I bought a board ape and you know, I'll see you next year when right. I like want to sell it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just like to me, um, there would be nothing fun if you told me if you told me I could trade all my NFTs now, which I don't know how much they're worth. Maybe like I don't know, maybe at least at least a quarter million. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could if I could trade all of those in for like one cyberpunk, like fucking, you know, one punk, and just like let it marinate and go back to my regular life and just not even look at NFTs again until see if it grows. Like I would like I wouldn't do it, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's like I, I I love the space and I love the daily activity of seeing new shit pop up, seeing stuff grow and just like finding like that next thing and like catching like lightning in a bottle. Like all that whole feeling is a big part of why I love it. So it's not just about like, hey, I have this high ticket item and like I'm going to let it marinate and, you know, fuck you guys because – that's to me it's not what addicting and and cool about the space it's just being active yeah and that means going on twitter spaces that means being in discords talking and getting you know and getting alphas and then researching them and and seeing what you want to you know what you want to avoid and what you want to actually go full in on you know i have mad respect for you for that too because it's something that it it takes a lot of fucking time like you already said i mean to really be immersed in the space as someone that has so many followers and uh, people that follow you for other types of things uh, it can get really they can you know people can start to be like dude all you're talking about is nfts now what the fuck and you're like i don't care this is what this is amazing this is fun this is what it gets me going 
going. And I think that's what's created a huge outlet um, in the NFT community that really enjoys that you're in the space because people see through that. You know, if you weren't involved, if you didn't participate, you wouldn't get a, all the follows from the NFT community, but people recognize that you're not going away. And so uh, I really love that. And, and I'm curious um, what it was exactly about NFTs that really, like you said, that feeling of like catching a lightning bolt. What was it about NFTs that just really uh, gets you jazzed and like hooks you and made you go down the rabbit hole as opposed to like cryptocurrency? Well, number one, number one, it's way more creative. Like, you know, what do you want to look at? One, like, you know, ones and zeros, or do you want to look at cool art, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, not every piece of art, you know, is going to resonate with everybody, you know? Um, but um, I, I just think like, especially getting in on something early and just seeing it grow and seeing it build mm-hmm. is just like it's just there's something addictive about that volatility you know obviously it's a bummer when you like really put a lot of money into something that's stagnant for a whole month and you feel like shit do i sell now or is there going to be some new wave where someone's really actually cares about this community and they're going to really do whatever it takes to kind of you know uh like actually build it over time and i just i want to give it more time like i have i the only the only time i sold a few pieces is because i desperately wanted to get into another another series that i thought was like a little bit more important at the time when i'm like yeah i want to hold long term but if there's something you're really excited about and you're really feeling in your gut like all right, I'm going to sell a few pieces and go and go with that series, you know? Hell yeah. And if you're in the space for any sort of amount of time, you know that it's really hard to hold Ethereum because you know that there's so many things happening and you don't want to miss out on um, an NFT project, which means that a lot of times we lock up our capital into NFTs. And so like you said, if there's another project that comes out that you get really pumped about, it's impossible unless you're putting in Mad's amount of cash, it's impossible unless you liquidate. And I saw you, uh, people talk shit about you liquidating some stuff but I just wanted to say that I understand I appreciate and support you in that because you have to if you don't take some profits and put it into something else then you're stuck in one or two things and uh, and and you miss out on opportunities just because you're you're afraid that someone in the community is gonna to badmouth you which I know you don't give a shit about that anyways I mean I, I just talk shit back because like the shit that I sold for like two ETH I turned into 40 ETH in right. like three days. Like it sucked my dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that was insane too. Let's talk about that because you uh, made a big bet on Anonymize which is just like has been I think it's cool because you were in from the get-go. You were pretty passionate yes. about it and now it's kind of taken off and uh, and I think what you were talking about about like finding a project that you connect with before it gets big and really uh, find that passion what uh how has it been seeing kind of like that that evolution in the in just terms of that one nft project and how you feel even more connected because you got in so early with that project um well i'm not i'm not just super connected because i got in early with this project i'm connected about it i'm connected with it because uh number one it's fully on chain and number two it's the first project i got that kind of turned it into like a mini video game the fact that while there was only 2,000 minted and there was going to be another 8,000 on the way, that I was like on a separate page staking them, building mm-hmm. like a virtual currency, and 
I and half of my NFTs that I have from Anonymous, I got for free just by staking at an early time. And the fact that there was a, a total available of like 10,000 over time and that like there was a game with burning the mice and getting a new one just to see if you got a more rare one and also to thin the pool. Like we started with the potential of getting 10,000 of them and 6,450 of them got burned. That means in the world, the only amount that exists are 3,550. And out of those 3,550, 90% of the people that own them are still staking, stacking up this virtual currency. And there's like fucking probably like, I think maybe 5% um, like listed on the market. It's still fucking unverified on, on OpenSea because of fucking some DeFi shit. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. It's still kind of like, um, oh, also the creators, uh, the first 2000, the mint price was zero. Mm-hmm. Secondary royalty sales is zero. They're making zero from this this project that in fucking a week made like millions and millions of dollars already. And they're taking zero for the love of it and to make their mark. And to me, like, I don't know, you know, maybe two years down the line, there'll be 10 projects like this that I'm that passionate about, but I've never seen anything like this. This is just so fucking unique. And the fact that I was, like, grinding, getting virtual currency and getting free mice now that are worth, like, you know, 12 to 15K to almost 20K each is just fucking insane. Yeah, your grandpa has to be so confused about what's happening with these mice. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I saw yeah. that post where you you had where you were trying to explain to him NFTs, and he he was struggling to get it. He did not have any idea what the fuck you were talking about. No, but he did help me create some though. So that was cool. oh good. At least we're gonna see your pops and see some art. That's gonna be fun. Hey, you know what? What's <laughs> really I love though is that you are learning. Like just hearing you go off on that banter about the an- anonymized gives me so jacked up because it just shows. Like I saw you post about it before anyone was really buying it. You were jazzed about it. You got it. Mm-hmm. You were you know you did your research and you. The other thing is you're learning a lot about the space in terms of like what NFT utility can look like. And you see that with the staking mechanism and then the drops that, you know, other NFTs have done where they give back to the community. And I just really love seeing like how passionate and that not only that you're passionate, but you're like very educated now because you're you're not giving up. You just keep learning. So uh, I'm curious about like in terms of when when that um, in your learning process in the NFT space, when did you like start appreciating certain aspects of a community like the in terms of the utility what was it was it uh prior to the anonymize that you saw projects that you're like i need to find something that gives back you know that continually gives back is that kind of that that kind of helped you find that project that you really loved um when tell me a little bit about like when you kind of learned about not only just nft as art but nft as like the utility behind it yeah, um, I was, okay, I was thinking of, like, um, you know, not just utility, but community. I was looking at, like, big projects where the only thing people would talk about in the Discord is what the floor was at. Yeah. That mm. was kind of, like, a red flag to me. Um, you know, um, 
the whole gutter cats making, you know, making new species. You know, you get a free pass if you own a gutter cat and a gutter rat, stuff like that. Um, Are those things yeah. that you kind of were, did you, because you just joined the space, so you didn't really see like the original board ape uh, dogs or the rats. Was that kind of the first time that you saw like utility or like the community adding value was uh, the gutter cat species mints? Or what was kind of the first time that you were like, holy mm-hmm. shit, like they're, they're adding utility and they're giving me free shit for just holding this stuff. Yeah, that was definitely one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what was I going to say? Oh, another thing that's really impressive that's one of my favorite communities. And this is this this community is like the reason why I learned about the mice so early, too, is uh, Cyber Kongs. Mm, Cyber yeah. Kongs. The fact, you know, Genesis are fucking super out of reach for a lot of people. They're like almost at 100 ETH floor. But the fact that they're earning bananas, that's an actual currency that is worth money. It's not just like some um, some coin in the space that you could use for future stuff. You actually can trade it in for money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and uh, just, I don't know, seeing that and then... Um, and then if you have a CyberCon baby, you could get a, a VX for free. And the VX are uh, like three-dimensional ones that are going to be able to, you know, be in the sandbox. Um, I uh, I got a, a DistoPunk. DistoPunks can also have a fucking VX for free. Um, these uh, these uh, Bor Picasso weirdo things, I love them. They're getting this like Andy Warhol type parody. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, they're just, I don't know what's the first one. Maybe it was the gutter cats that I saw first. But yeah, but it's insane to see up. because you have like these spaces, right? Like when you got into NFTs, you're originally like, oh, this art's dope. Oh, wow. Look at all the, like, look at the ETH that's in this stuff. But then you start to realize it's almost, uh, it reminds me a lot of like in the, in the financial markets of dividends, which are almost a thing of the past. They're almost impossible to find good companies that give dividends, but like these projects continually want to give back which is because the community is so important uh that's what nfts are all about you have to make sure that you're growing your ecosystem and your community and so i just think it's good to hit on that because i love hearing that you've kind of found that and i think it's such a big aspect of what makes a project successful is not only the community but how are you growing the community and making it stronger and finding ways to especially like you said if you're taking secondary sales for like if the project develops Developers are taking secondary sales and just pocketing for themselves and not giving back to the community. I mean, that's going to bite them in the long run. Yeah. And you know what I've seen, though, like not not, you know, not to be a pessimist. But what I see is like the more the more projects with utility that are coming out, the more that other people are realizing that you need that. And if you're if you're inspired and say, you know, this is actually makes sense. For, for an NFT series to give back, we want to also, but you have to be careful because there are every, if everybody thinks that that's what you have to do now to be like successful, there are going to be a lot of like series that are not good buys that are never going to move mm-hmm. because they don't have a lot of like good backing with like the creative, uh, the roadmap, you know, or a doubt, all that shit. Like if they don't have, you know, their ducks in order, and they're just going to be like, you get a free blank with your purchase in a month. 
that's not good enough. You know, people yeah. are just biting what's working now. So you have to be careful just because they're giving back. It doesn't mean it's going to be a good project. I, think. I, I appreciate you saying that. And also, you can promise anything, right? You can promise to give back to your community. That's why I always uh, have a tough time buying into uh, new projects. I kind of like to wait and, and le- like kind of lurk and watch and see what the community is all about, but then also what the developers do after the drop. Uh, because it is, it's like, in unless you're paying attention to that stuff anyone can promise the world but it's about delivering it that's the that's the hard part and uh for a community to say there especially when you see these people saying they're going to build this amazing community like you can't promise that you can't promise a good community that's because the community you know takes action and so it's just i mean it's like you you have to kind of sit back and watch and and see what the project and the community is about and what the devs are going to do because like you said like you can promise anything and that doesn't fucking mean it's going to happen or come to fruition and we see that a lot of projects that start to see dumps you start to see the developers that are like no i guess we're out or they kind of just stop because they lost the fame and the attention and now they don't give a shit anymore yeah and and people are very quick to pull the trigger and buy a lot of of projects here but do you go down the street and walk around Manhattan and buy a fucking Rolex from a guy, you know, on the street that just has a little stand and says, hey, want to buy a Rolex? It's only fucking $80. You know what I mean? <laughs> what a no, fucking you, sale. You, you, go to, you go to fucking, you go to like a legit jewelry store, you know, that's a verified seller. And then you buy your fucking Rolex from them. So like, because this is like the fucking wild, wild west, and people are just like saying, oh, well, it's on OpenSea, you know, and uh, these look cool or a lot of people are buying it right now. Um, a lot of people are also buying heroin right now. Yeah. You know what I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to be a good purchase. Uh, uh, I, I haven't <laughs> told this story, but I'm going to share this because I think it's relevant. And I love that analogy that you gave. But I um, I was one of those people back. It was back early uh, last year, probably in September of 2020 is when I first started getting into NFTs. And I was a dumbass. And I thought um, I was seeing the stuff that looked like Banksy. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe he's trying to get out there and do something, uh, you know, organically and not, no one's paying attention. I started buying this shit up and I lost probably like 15 ETH because this guy, because then all of a sudden it was like no one was buying it. And then like all of a sudden OpenSea like banned it. And I was like, oh, shit, what did I just do? And I, I lost all kinds of money because of just the hype. I got I hyped myself up. And and I yeah. love that you say that because you've got to be careful. Even the best investors have stories like that where they just, they the space moves so quickly that you feel like you need to move fast. But that's the reason now that I step back and watch because I've learned my lesson by getting burned too many times. Yeah, and, and you know, you could lick your wounds and grow from it, right? Exactly. That's what people do. Either, either they learn or they just keep getting fucking hit. But um, I feel like, you know, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say I'm a smart NFT, you know, buyer or investor yet because I'm still so fucking new and I'm still just kind of like learning, you know, and there's a lot to fucking learn. But I feel like when you start making really good choices that can 10x and 100x, you know, you can it, you have room for a few failures. Mm-hmm. If if you're gonna get like a you know a ten or twenty or thirty time multiple on like you know a a couple buys, then if you took a risk because there was a little bit of hype and it looked like a cool project, you can afford to have a couple losses 
because you're still going to be in the positive at the end of it. You just can't go fucking crazy and just buy every single thing just because it's minting and it's only .05. Yeah. With gas prices, that shit adds the fuck up. It does. It, it doubles the price sometimes just because of the gas. It's insane. And then you have gas wars on top of that. And so it is. Yeah. It's important to be careful. And I love that you say that because uh, too often in the space, everyone's real quick to talk about their successes, but not enough people talk about when they fell flat on their face and lost you know, 10 ETH on one trip or two ETH. And I always hate that because I respect people so much more when they talk about both sides, because that's what people need to hear. You can't just, because then what happens is people start losing money and they're like, oh, wow, why did I, like, this is, this isn't what everyone told me about this space, but there's always potential, especially when there's dips. If you get in high and you don't believe in something and you, you get scared and sell, you know, that's the kind of thing that just in my mind, like, is important for people to hear that you're going to have failures. You're going to lose on some trades. And if you don't, then, uh, then I don't know what you're fucking God or something, but you need to still make sure to tell people to be careful. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people like, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to wear that mask of, of insecurity. So that's why people on Instagram show their best life. They don't, you know, they don't show a picture of when they just woke up and didn't, you know, brush their hair. They show themselves like the one time that they're on like this fabulous beach with a fucking mm-hmm. ocean backdrop when they're, when they got a nice tan, you know? Yeah, and with the filter, you get that filter on you, you're looking good. My wife took a picture of me on Snapchat the other day. We took a picture, and I was like, holy shit, I look like a girl with makeup on. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, Andy, I was looking good. I looked so good with that Snapchat filter. Yeah, I mean, dude, you should send me some pics later. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I might mint them as an NFT, and then I'll charge you 100 ETH for them. All right, man, I want to ask you a question, because I know that because of your, you know, you're a successful content streamer, you already have lots of followers, that people in the (laughs) NFT space are just ready to fucking ride the Andy train and want to get on your back and say choo-choo. So what is going on? What do people send you? Like, I want you just to lay it out here be like listen you can send me this shit but i'm not going to respond or maybe you do respond but i know you're getting all kinds of shit like sent to you and i just wanted you to have a chance to talk about that for a second um yeah i mean i'm getting a lot of emails right now about promises of like yo just come on board with our project you know this we got this person we got that person you know we'll give you this percentage we'll give you this amount of ETH, and uh i i yeah, I'm getting like a ton of emails. What's the um, best strategy? You just ignore them? Is that the is that what you find is the best or do you just just tell them I, to fuck off? Um I feel like if it's a well-written email that they took time on, I'd like to respond to as many as I can okay. to say like, you know, thanks but I'm not interested. Or sometimes I'll even hear them out. I'll be like, "Oh, the art's really cool. Like what do you have in mind?" You know, I don't want to if you if you're looking for a partner to go full force and blast tweets out every day like really promoting something i'm not really interested because it's not really a good look and i want to um i want to work on my own big project and you know it's also going to like how is that going to look if i'm spamming somebody else's project that i'm like have a piece in and then and then 3 months later you know release my own thing yeah it's going to kind of like dilute it and it's it's going to seem like not as much like from the heart i'm not just going to say i'm never going to fucking take a deal if there's a right deal and a right project you know maybe i'll get involved because you know i have to 
I have to really think about it. It, it is a business, and I'm gonna if I'm spending like full time hours on it, it'd be nice to make some money. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna make. I don't want to make money the wrong way. I don't want to just like spam promote shit that I'm not really interested in. And a lot of people get the wrong idea when I buy a new NFT. I'm excited about, it, and I post a picture of it that I'm like shilling. Like I'm like, uh, okay, well I just I really like that NFT. I didn't think it was gonna like. I don't think it's going to affect sales, you know, and maybe, uh, you know, I do have a good amount of followers, but I'm not like known in the NFT world that much. So, um, yeah, I definitely I, res- going to like dial, that, dial that back a little bit. And like maybe once in a while when I make a big purchase that I'm really happy with, like maybe I'll share it on Twitter, but I don't want to like post everything I buy now just because it feels like people are thinking and I'm, I'm just trying to promote every single thing I buy. I love that you say that because it's one of those things in the space. It's like a learning opportunity and people see you do that and then they're like, well, and then I see people get frustrated because they sent you some free stuff and you're like, I don't care. Like, that's cool. I appreciate that, but I don't, I'm not going to send a tweet about it. And people start thinking that you're going to just do these things because they do stuff for you or, or they just expect it. And so I appreciate that's like one of those things. I feel like you, like I was talking about my story, like you, you've started learning like, oh shit, people are like watching what I'm buying and then they're they're like trying to make decisions for themselves about that. And even if a, a few people do that, it's not like it's not something that you intended for them to do. And so you're like, want to be careful about that. I have mad respect for that. Um, and I respect you a lot, too, for going out there and not just trying to buy, you know, an ape or something that's already, you know, spent, like you said, like spending a ton of money on one thing versus just finding a bunch of little communities that you really like, that you see potential in. So um, I, I'm curious when you're looking at all these projects because you have like anonymized is perfect i mean you got in on the ground level and we already talked about that but when you're looking at projects that maybe already got a start and you're looking at art when you first started what what made you decide like oh i want to join this project i want to this is a cool this is pretty cool i want to get in on this what are some things that make you decide like what to buy because i think that's really cool that you kind of make your own decisions when it comes to that and don't just buy the biggest things out there Well, I, I talk to a lot of people on Discord. Um, I I listen to, you know, people in, in Discords that are dropping alphas, right? And then I'll look at the project. Um, people will mention why it's good. They'll mention who's involved. I'll, like, you know, I'll Google names. I'll see what other projects they've done. I see, like, I look at their website. I see, like, what, you know, what do they have plans? And even with everything that I'm looking up, I'm still a fucking noob, and I'm still making a guess. Is it an educated guess? Slightly. You know? Like, a lot of them are slightly. I'm not going to say um, I'm fucking Rain Man, and I'm, you know, I'm doing, like, advanced mathematics, and I'm fucking <laughs> drawing charts for every fucking piece that I buy. Right. But I do enough to research it to where I feel comfortable with it, and I'm like, I really like the project. You know, here's the utility. Here's the website. It looks like they really care about the project, and you know that that's good enough for me. And maybe in two months I'll be like, "Well, Andy, that was not nearly enough. You got to do much more." But it's so hard when there are projects coming out every day, and you have to make these decisions sometimes, like within an hour, um, or sometimes you miss the boat. And yeah, you could let some stuff marinate. Um, and I know things go up and down, but stuff like the Bor Picasso stuff, I saw what they had planned. I saw like the type of art it was. It looked interesting. It was a small. It was kind of a pretty small amount, 
And, you know, before I went to bed, I didn't have a lot of ETH. I had I had enough to buy, like, one at, like, 0.43. Mm-hmm. And then, I wo- and then I woke up and I looked at it and it was, like, tripled. And I know that type of shit happens all the time. And then maybe it goes back down to your original purchase price. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I try to do enough research where I could buy stuff. But I don't want to take too long with everything. Yeah. When I'm like, when I feel like I could be getting in on the ground floor of stuff that excites me, and if I take a couple losses, that's cool. But I'd rather take a couple losses than just constantly wait for stuff that I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna miss, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you're talking about kind of the process because that's what I always tell people to, and I think a lot of people in the space would agree. Like you look at the community, you look at the developers, you look at the plans, you see if anything's unique about the project, and you actually take time to go to the next level, which is to get on Discord and look at the website, and you can tell a lot about a project by just uh, doing those two things alone. And so I absolutely love that. And 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 on top of that, you're looking at uh, something that I don't even do enough is you're looking at other communities like you talked about CyberKongs and you go in there and listen to what they chat about. That's a really good idea because then you can hear what other people are getting excited about because <clears throat> that's a big factor in terms of if a project's going to have success. If you have no idea if a project is going to sell out or not, then it's a huge risk. But if you see people getting really jazzed and you you get excited about what they're excited about, you know the community is going to be there for that project. Project. And so I just love that you talk about taking some time. Uh, yeah, in NFT world, you don't have like weeks to do a, like elaborate research, like you said, but you have enough time to do some due diligence. And uh, it's something that we talk a lot about on the show, but just to have conviction, don't just buy something. And then when, when it goes down, you're going to jump ship right away because you really had no idea what you were buying to begin with. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and CyberKongs is a good one for that too because it's like, it's not just it's like a general chat, right? When you when you own like a, a CyberKongs baby or a Genesis, they have a special Discord called Wall Street, and it's not even for general CyberKongs chat. The whole chat room is all for discussing new shit coming out and alphas and stuff like that. And that's like, out of anything you know that I found in a month in the last month that you know that one. Um, I'm I'm kind of glued to that Discord, um, and uh, yeah, that yeah. one's. That it sounds one's, like a good one. That one's yeah and it, it sounds like you know even i i've been in discord groups i actually paid for discord one time and got scammed <laughs> it's funny because i like paid to be in a what professional one and then the the community there was guys that were like saying random shit to buy and i just kind of followed blindlessly thinking oh wow everyone pays to be in here they must be legit and then i got fucked hard i lost like four eth over a night because i got locked in and then they just t- completely rugged the whole thing uh but it was like it was a good learning opportunity because it's like okay I spent like three days in here and just trusted these motherfuckers. I should have like actually been more involved in this in this chat to figure out who to pay attention to, who to, who I could respect and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think it's good because you have a lot of followers that aren't in crypto world to talk about this kind of stuff because you, like you said, like it, there is there is money involved and you have to be careful anytime there's money involved. And like we always talk about anytime is like, don't take financial advice from me. Don't take financial advice from Andy. Like we're just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on too. But we, you know, we enjoy this and we love the fucking space. So if you can, you learn anything from us is that it, maybe it's worth 
exploring and getting involved. Um, but you have so many followers. I mean, you have hundreds of thousands of followers that followed you because you're a fucking funny dude. And that was the main reason you do the Twitch streams, you do, you, you do a lot of content. And so they love you. And so I'm curious what kind of feedback you've heard from your community now that you've been fully immersed into this space. Are you are you taking the opportunity? I know you try to educate some people, but for people in this room that maybe they just love Andy, what what do you say to them when it's like talking about NFT stuff? Do you have people get frustrated about it? Do people want to learn from you? Like, what's the deal with that part of the the exploration of this space? Yeah, it's it's mixed. Okay, so I did a stream last night where I was just watching like some cozy travel videos and you know food videos and stuff. And towards the end, people are like, "Yo, what about NFTs?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, for 20 minutes, we're gonna talk about NFTs. I'm gonna show you like stuff that's in my wallet." Um, and some people in chat were like, "Oh, you're talking about NFTs now? All right, now's my time to leave." And I'm like, "Okay, well, don't let the door hit you on the way out." And right. then some people were really hyped about it. Um, and I have to really be careful with what the mix is because I already get spammed like hundreds of times a day with new projects. And a lot of the spam is coming from targeted people in Discord that don't even follow me. They just get, they just rally their fucking troops and they're like, all right, everybody spam Andy a picture of this fucking animal and tell him to buy it. <laughs> and no one's even following me and I just have to block them all. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> um, and um, so now, now I start talking about crypto a little bit on my Twitch stream and now people are in my chat telling me like, yo, what to look into, what to buy. And a lot of people are innocent. A lot of people are really trying to like give me the scoop on something that might be interesting for me to buy, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. There's a way. There's always a way about doing things, right? Like, there's a way about like there's a way about doing things. Like, if somebody were to tweet me, say like, "Yo, Andy, you know, I see you own this and this. I like your taste about this. Maybe this would be cool for you because of this type of community." And there'd be a way for people to like have a thought out message to me if they're going to show me something where it wouldn't make me want to block them. But there's a lot of people, they don't give a fuck about me. They mm. don't give a fuck about my fucking Twitch feed being bombarded with, with shilling. They don't even follow me. They post a fucking picture of an animal and that's it, yeah. you know? And like those people can fuck off and they get insta blocked. Um, but I really want to like have the right mix on my Twitch since it is a big part of my life already. I want to talk about it a little bit, but I want to like, you know, watch videos that are informative. I don't want to just sit there and like shell to my audience on what to buy. Um, and it's going to be a little bit hard though, because now I'm going to have a chat room filled with people like recommending me what to buy, which I already get, yeah. uh, you know, fucking 10 hours a day looking at my Twitter feed. Yeah, I know as a as someone that has a big base and is somewhat of a internet celebrity, it's hard because you want to help educate people, but at the same time like you said it's all about community and you have a lot of people in this space that just want to use that that fame and that that we always talk about it. like the people that are really successful in this space that have um you know you have people like Gary Vee and Farouk they're like man I want to be like them well guess what they've been doing this for 10 years like you've been doing this for over a decade of online streaming so yeah you have an audience and no you're not going to just be able to tell me to do something and I'm going to do it like I have no respect for that like you've got to be involved in the community and that's a big thing that people talk about but uh, that's what I hear you saying is like 
if you really if you really care about what I want to do or be in this space, then like interact with me in positive ways. Don't just come at me telling me to do this and do that and then cuss me out when I ignore you. Yeah, like I I could I could literally tweet I was in a car accident and someone will respond to the picture of an animal. Saying, I be- I yeah, that's like, fucked up. Yeah, I believe are, that too. People are shameless as fuck. Like it's gross. Yeah, well, um, and and it's important but, to realize like most of the space has like good intentions, but there's always bad actors in the space, and like the fact that. The, you know, the people that are new to the space like yourself that are really trying to get involved, I apologize that you have to deal with that shit because it's the wrong, it's the wrong vibe. And I, I've seen you tweet a couple times that just kind of makes you so pissed off that you're like almost want to just get off and stop talking about NFTs for a little bit. And, uh, and I appreciate you saying that. I hope people listen and realize like that's not the way. It's not the way to ever get attention from anyone. And if, if anything, you just get blocked and, and but it's just annoying and it's, just uh it's just selfless or yeah. selfish and in, in, in something that hopefully people stop doing but yeah on a positive note when people actually write me messages um i really like roasting people i really love that part like, <laughs> i want to talk I about that i actually that. have that on my list so you do you are definitely a good banter you like talking shit and so i'm curious because some people get really heated you know you've talked you've started some shit with some nft influencers people that have more followers i'm curious uh from your perspective are you just you just having fun you just like fucking around with people or does do people actually get under your skin when they when they're talking uh, shit to you, people in the NFT community, um, I don't think anyone has gotten under my skin. I'll reply. I'll reply to someone in all caps, and I'll reply to someone with a video. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, this guy got mad at me because I called OpenSea ghetto because I was like, "Oh, you don't even have Twitter support, dude." OpenSea is kind of ghetto right now, <laughs> and he was like, "Don't, don't." come at the people that make this community and blah 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 and i'm like i'm like dude come on i i wrote like yo it's kind of ghetto and i laughed in my tweet i was like haha just like some silly ass shit right that's just how i am and he got all heated and we went back and forth back and forth (laughs) and he he like blocked me he unblocked me to say more shit to me and then he blocked me again like um, when that's happening, know, like, are you like, just laughing in the background? Like, do you are you do you get a, do you uh, do you enjoy that? Do you like that kind of oh, poking? Yeah, yeah. I I only like it when like people deserve it. You know, when people <laughs> like really deserve it. I really like making videos and making them feel stupid and and pointing out exactly what is making them stupid. It just it's really fun. But I do it in a fun way. You know, I don't yeah. want to. I don't wish ill will on them i just want to tell them they're a fucking idiot in a really fun way yeah and i know that there was someone i it's funny because then you have these people that you will reply to you and you like pick one that is dumb and you start going off on them and i looked and sometimes they only have like 60 followers and it's like but you don't care you're just like you said something stupid so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh quote and i love how you quote retweet you never just respond to their comment you're like i'm blasting this yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta send it off. I gotta blast it off because the whole point is, the whole point is when I'm when I'm like roasting them in video form, you know, I'm doing like kind of like it's like a performance. I want people to watch this shit. You know, I'm like, yo, I'm about to be on stage. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that vibe. And I think it's important for people to realize it's all for fun and not to get butthurt about it because you see some yeah, people yeah, get yeah. real butthurt when you start doing that. And I think it's just they part get, of your character, right? Yeah, yeah. And they get butthurt. But you know who doesn't get butthurt? Everybody in the NFT community that's watching it. There's so many people that give me love for it because they know the hypocrisy and how fucking stupid a lot of people are. And they see that I don't give a fuck and that I'll literally roast anyone. Um, and I just, like, say jokes. Like, some people might take it the wrong way. Like, I don't like the person. But, I mean, I followed this guy. I know I know he started drama with some people. But he followed me back. This guy, Beanie Maxi, he wrote, <laughs> As my portfolio grows, I focus on high-conviction plays. I don't mint things unless they're from creators that, with a proven track record and success, like Mutant Ape Yacht Club. Um, and then I replied, I quote tweeted him and I said, that's cool. I just bought 35 hypno giraffe dicks at 0.03 each. See you at the top pussy. Like <laughs> shit like that. This is some guy that like people don't want to go toe to toe with probably in the NFT space. I clearly, I clearly am just fucking with him. You know, I don't know him, but I'll fuck with anyone. Like, you know, yeah. I follow him. He follows me. I never talk to him in a DM, but I, here's the way I look at it. If I'm responding to people in the NFT community that have a big viewer base and they can't take that level of humor that's clearly an over-the-top joke, mm -hmm. then I don't want them to be following me in the first place. you know. And he didn't say anything about it. He probably knew it was a joke. But that's just like an instance of just fun, just me having fun, not really roasting someone, you know? Yeah, and I think in, in terms of uh, people that do have like massive followings too, like it is good to kind of be able to check people too that are like, you have a lot of followers, so you have like, some people are afraid to check other people when they say some crazy shit. Uh, and, and it's like, okay, well, listen, like I'm, I'm going to come out here and say it. And I think you got, you got people that probably dislike you for it. And you have probably a lot of people that love you for it. And you don't really give a shit either way because it's you and you're going to do you. Yeah, but also when it comes time to like really checking someone on their bullshit, a lot of times I close my mouth because I am new and I might not know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And I really, really like to speak my mind and talk shit to people when it's something that I'm like pretty fucking sure of. Since yeah. I'm new to the NFT space, if like people are getting really heated, like usually I'm like, oh, this seems wrong, but I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I don't really know. So, like, I probably should just stay out of it and shut my fucking mouth until, like, I really learn about what the topic is and, and who's yeah. in the right, who's in the wrong type of shit, you know? You don't want it to turn on you and then you're getting roasted hard. I don't care if I'm roasted. <laughs> I just, it's not my character to, like, talk shit about something that I don't really know about. I like to kind of be informed if I'm going to actually put that out there, you know? Yeah, I respect that. All right, I'm going to ask one more question, and this is a time where we're going to start switching, put, bring some people in the audience up. If you have a question for... Uh, for Andy, go ahead and hit that request button so that we can start pulling up some questions. Um, if you are in the room and you have a question for Andy, hit that request button. We'll try to bring you up. Um, if you if you ask something if you ask something crazy, he may or may not just roast you right on stage. So get ready and be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Andy, what are some of so you just talked about it like being new to the space and like trying to figure out and try to learn before you talk shit or before you open your mouth. Like, what are some of the biggest lessons you've already learned since joining the space? 
lessons I've learned. Or, mm. you know, like uh, something like you maybe weren't as informed about or educated about when you first entered, and now you feel like a little more passion or you feel str- more strongly about certain things um, because you've taken more time in the space and learned about different projects. Just trying to manage FOMO, and I know even OGs have problems with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But trying to manage FOMO, Maybe not even for a day, just trying to manage FOMO even for like an hour or two. And if I have to buy a piece at like 0.6 instead of instead of 0.2, it's probably in the long term worth spending the extra money, double checking and triple checking that I really want to be in this project or if I think it's not something that's going to go. Because if I pay three times the amount of stuff but invest in, you know, three or four times less, I'll probably be better off and and be holding better pieces by by just holding the foam off enough to actually do a little bit of research instead of seeing like this is minting or this just came out and this is moving like fucking crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll- I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I fucking still do it. I'm only a month in. Sometimes I see something in, you know, in a in a Discord that I like and I see shit moving and it's still kind of fucking cheap. So I'll just go quick and I'll say, all right, I'm going to buy some. Um, you know, I don't do that with pieces that are like a half of ETH. But when shit's like 0.1.2, I still get sucked in and I still buy quick sometimes. But I'm trying to manage it even better and manage the FOMO and hold off a little longer to do a little bit more research. I really appreciate that. Um, I, I don't, that wasn't scripted, but that was like the perfect answer. So fucking well done. That is like something yeah, that thanks. people, people need to re- be reminded of because like human psychology is a weird thing. We weren't meant to be like, we're really terrible at investing in general because of like emotions get the best of people and they make really bad decisions. That's why a lot of people lose money investing and don't make money. And so like in this space, like you said, like that's really hard to check out of. But if you get, if you keep FOMOing, you're probably going to lose more money than if you just take time and be patient and wait or, you know, or like really wait till you have conviction to purchase something. So, I think that's important, especially when the floor keeps rocketing. If you're buying, you're probably the dumbass at the top that then like is at the top and then it just starts going down because you FOMO'd into it and and then just like didn't really believe in it and then sold because you had no idea what you were doing to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's good advice. All right, it's time for Community Corner. We got a hell of a lot of people trying to come up here and talk to you, and you're really, really uh, popular, and people want to hear from the man. <laughs> so I'm excited. Let's bring some people up, and uh, we'll stay on here for as long as, as we can, and as long as Andy has, or as long as my baby, until she wakes up, and here we go. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. All right, we're going to start with uh, galves.eth. Galves, welcome to the stage with Andy, man. Hello, hello, Carl. Um, always a pleasure. Hello, Andy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, bro. Um, I do have a question, actually, and uh, Carl knows what it is in, in relation to it. <laughs> now, we have seen recently you've been getting a lot of action to Drake songs. And we like your style. But what is your style? If you could get a blowjob from a gutter cat or a bored ape, who would you choose and why? I think I'd probably have to choose a, 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 
a gutter cat? Because I don't think a bored ape is going to suck good dick. Because look at their faces. They're not <laughs> anything. They're not interested in anything. <laughs> they're too. They're too bored to put in the effort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you have to remember the texture of a cat's tongue could be quite pleasurable. <laughs> True. You probably know from experience. Oh, plenty. I've got ten cats. I actually live alone with ten cats. Hey. So what I usually do is I put peanut butter on both ends and I'm alive. Right. <laughs> Watch you out. You fucking cheeky Brit. I knew you were going to be a cheeky Brit. <laughs> that's a, this is, we had to start off. Have one day I'll let you eat my asshole like my cat does. Yeah, yeah, I'm down, bro. Hit me up. Just give me right, like bro. 20 eats. Well, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. A great way to start. I had to have him come up. He told me his question. I said, that's a good way to kick off Community Corner. And I knew you were going to pick the Gutter Cat Gang, too. So, gang, gang, baby. Hell yeah. All right, Crime, what's going on? I got to meet Crime in Vegas. Crime is a really cool dude. I had to bring you up. Go ahead, Crime. What's up, Carl? How you doing? Doing doing good. well, man. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, on the topic, just for you to visualize what Crypto Carl looks like, you know what I mean? He, like, basically is a statue of David with, like, a beard. (laughs) If he was, like, dogs, bro, he'd have way more fucking followers. Uh, I'll tell you that much. I had Andy. uh, I've I've met Andy, too. We met in uh, New York City the week before. Yeah, yeah. The death party. Yeah, we got to hang out (laughs) drinking Ace of Spades champagne. It was badass. I'm about to put peanut butter all over his beard. I'll have a good all time, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> yeah, crowd? so seriously, Andy, on a, on a serious note, like, uh, I appreciate you uh, sort of being just genuine, bro. Like, even if you show some shitty-ass project, you're like, hey, you know, I just bought this because it looks cool. And I fucking appreciate that. And uh, right. so a more serious question is how do, like, newer people or even older people not get fucked by some of, like, these celebrities entering the space? Like, as you said, FOMO is a thing. And if, like, fucking lebron james comes in with the project like you know it's a piece of shit like how do we avoid or what's the best way for a celebrity to go in or you know some sort of iteration of that question i mean uh, i think the best way a celebrity to go in is 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 basically by kind of putting a disclaimer you know like people will buy anything you know people are going in every day to louis vuitton to buy a louis louis backpack for three thousand dollars and they all look the same you know, you can't really stop people from being stupid, but you can kind of try to help people at least see that this is a big choice. You know, it looks like video game money. It looks like point one is nothing. It's a lot of money. It's a, it's a lot of money. And it, even it fools myself where I told my friend, like, all this shit that I'm buying, if I had a ca- if I had a stack of dirty hippie money next to me, you know, a stack of $5,000, and every little piece that I was going to buy, I counted out the hundreds in my hand before I said yes to. I probably would buy way less shit if you really kind of like think about the amount of money that's involved with a, bu- a yeah, bunch of shit that you might know like, yeah, little about. Yeah, so like I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's a responsible thing to give a disclaimer. Be like, look, just because I'm into this doesn't mean it's right for you. It's a lot of money. Do your own research. Don't listen to me. You know, I remember like early on, like a couple weeks ago, someone was like, yo, Andy, what should I buy or, or what should I do? And I replied with a video. I said, I'll tell you what you should do. You should not take advice from someone who's buying NFTs for fucking two weeks. That's a washed up fucking D-list celebrity. That's what you shouldn't do. 
Yeah, it is and so true. And I'm glad you actually go out there and say that because it's important to remind your your fan. Well, really, I don't think your fans ask that as much as people in the NFT space that are just like wanting to get a bump into whatever you're going to buy. And so it's important to, for them to realize, like, why are you listening to me and to put that out there? And I think some people maybe are able to be like, OK, maybe if he's going to say that, maybe people aren't going to just ape into things he apes into. And so I've always appreciated that you've uh, went out there and said that. Crime, thanks a lot for coming. Coming up on stage, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, All Andy. Right. We've got uh, Bar- hey, Bar- Baron Von Hustle. He uh, also does a little podcast with the apes. Is in a uh, big fan of yours, Baron. Go ahead, man. Yo, what's up, man? Thanks for letting me come up. Of course. Uh, I just honestly, bro, I wanted to come up and give a big shout out to you for just killing the game with this uh, amazing show you've created. Because you have a range of just spectacular people coming on, and I learned so much from your show. So thank you for doing it. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. Shout out, yeah, shout out to you, Andy. Uh, I love how bold you are, bro. Like that's the number one thing in this space. Does not enough people can uh, say something and then stand with conviction behind it. And I appreciate the fact thank that you're you. new. You're new enough to the NFT world, but but man enough to know that like everyone else should do their own research. Don't base their finances on what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just wanted to give you a big shout out of respect for that, man. Cause hearing a lot of people talk about celebrity, whatever source, this is being redefined right now. Celebrity is being redefined by the internet. So, you know, the fact that like uh, a young TikToker can move the market the same way you can, it, mm-hmm. it's nice to hear that you're aware of this. And I just want to give you a shout out of appreciation. That's all I'm here for today. Shout out. Yeah, the love, TikToker guys. has just as many, or probably triple my followers. They're just not as funny as me. <laughs> Damn right, that's so true. And <laughs> and they don't even have enough time to come onto crypto Twitter. I mean, are you kidding me? Who cares about your fucking TikTok video? And get out of here. Who cares about your sexy ass body? We don't care. We're trying your to talk to Andy. <laughs> Chill, bro. Chill, Carl. All right. You're funny, bro. All right. We're going to go to uh, Dan. Dan, I really respect all of the people in here that have real pictures of themselves because you're in here with a bunch of cartoon characters. So welcome to the stage. Thanks for joining us. And I appreciate you here learning. Go ahead, man. Hey, thank you. Um, wow. This is pretty funny because I, I remember growing up watching Andy. So speaking about crypto with Andy right now is uh, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Surreal. Um, <clears throat> What up, Dan? How you doing, man? <laughs> good, man. Good, man. Um, Where are you from? You got a little bit of an accent going. I'm originally from Germany, but I, I've grown up oh. in uh, New York City. I caught it, bro. I caught yeah, it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I didn't know Germany, but I caught an accent. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a fucked up accent between Canadian and German. Yeah, true, but, true. Um, so, you know, I've been following mice, uh, you know, for a couple days now, and it's kind of messed up because I've actually I had a dream about mice last <laughs> night. So it's kind mm-hmm. of taken over. Uh, you know, I'm checking the market like every single day, seeing if there's any one that I can buy. Um, I kind of took a step back today and, you know, I just did like a quick calculation, you know, the floor times the amount that are out there um, and sort of put like a rough estimate on like what the market cap of some of these things are. So, for instance, if there's 3,500 mice, the floor is like four, you're looking at like a $41 million market cap um, up to if the average is 10 ETH per mouse, uh, you're looking at like a $100 million market cap. And for me, this is sort of like unfathomable because it takes companies, 
you know, n you know, if they even achieve it at all, you know, a lifetime to achieve some of these market caps. And this is happening in, you know, three to four days with projects like, you know, uh, with the mice. Um, I guess it's my, crazy. so, you know, my question is, I, I, I keep wanting to like jump into some of these projects just because I like the community. It's fun. Um, it's innovative, but sort of the thing that's kind of holding back is, you know, sort of this, just the, you know, I can't get over the concept that something like this is worth that much. Like what, how, like, how do you think about that? Well, it was a little bit easier to me because if I was, I would have to be doing a little more research, maybe, you know, maybe days of research if I was getting into buying eight mice at fucking four ETH each, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but because I saw the fucking alpha early and they cost me, like I only had to buy like four, I was generating, you know, some of them for free and each one cost me like 0.5. It was kind of like, oh, it's totally on chain. The devs are taking 0% royalty. Um, like they have this fucking cool utility with staking and getting new mice and burning them and burning some of the pool. I just was like, this is so fucking exciting. I want to like, you know, I want to take out my dick and, you know, say hi to it. <laughs> so I, I just like, I just gotta watch I out for those, crazy, those you know? mice blowjobs, dude. You gotta be careful. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but I see from your standpoint where you're at right now with like a four floor and how fast it happened. And there's only 170 on the floor right now for sale because 90 something percent of the people who own them are still staking, gaining virtual currency that we're going to be using later for breeding them. Um, and you need two, by the way, to breed them. Um, so I can't understand. I can't understand exactly from a standpoint of four each exactly how to justify because I'm still so new. It mm -hmm. seems like how does this not become one of the fucking most legendary projects of all time to me be based on everything involved. And then part of me is like, well, what if it becomes just more obscure because there's only a couple hundred listed at a time and the the entry is so fucking expensive. Um, fucking OpenSea doesn't even verify it because of DeFi or some other bullshit. And it, it's like a scary thing to get into at that fucking price point. Um, so I, I really don't, ha I really don't have an answer. I guess you're going to have to just keep doing research and, yeah. and find your answer. But for my answer, personally, I got in cheap and it was, it was much easier for me because it, it wasn't right. like, it didn't cost a fucking small fortune to get in. Yeah. Low risk. It, it's very easy to kind of get carried away when you're looking at, you know, these small, like quote unquote, small numbers in terms of like ETH. Cause like you guys mentioned, it kind of feels like monopoly a little bit. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, Magic and like, if you take money. it yeah, and if you're taking like some certain, you know, my mind is fucked because I, you know, I studied finance and worked on Wall Street for a little bit, so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, tr I'm trying to not think like logical about it because like this market really isn't like logical. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's a uh, also something to consider is like the community. A lot of the a lot of people in the community talk about like one ETH is one ETH, and the re the thing behind that is really that. 
the generation of of wealth transfer happened before NFTs. There's uh, people that have had that bought into Ethereum at you know twenty thirty dollars uh, just you know six or seven years ago. So a lot of it, big big investors too in the space they want to stay in the ecosystem. And so this is like this is like a new generation generational wealth transfer that's happening in NFTs. But like you said, it's also very you have to be careful because it is dangerous if you uh, play with big money that you can't afford to lose. And it, even when crypto was going up and down, if you look back at the OGs of crypto that have made millions and, and some billions of dollars, they even talk about like, don't put in money you can't afford to lose because this the shit's volatile. I mean, back in 20 or during the pandemic low, the whole market went down 80%. Uh, so it, and since then, it's obviously skyrocketed. And if you got in at the bottom, you're fr- fucking rich. But but you have to be careful because you have to be able to uh, you have to be able to do the research, but then also know that like like Andy and I were talking about, like not every project's gonna go down. And one thing that I always like to do is wait for the first dip. So like Anonymize hasn't really had a dip; it's just been going steady and strong. Wait for it to go down one ETH or so, and wait, and maybe it, it won't do that until ten ETH. You may I mean, miss it out. It has gone. It has gone down one. It has gone down. So so just yeah, kind of wait and watch bit. because if it goes down and the community really rallies and strong, like you can you can kind of tell a lot too between like the dips. So, so pay attention to when those finally do happen and how long they happen. Those types of things are really important too. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. The thing with mice, yeah, like I think Andy, you said, you know, they've got, I don't know how many for sale at the moment. Most of them are staking. Um, mm-hmm. This experience. And I think the community is so strong, people are realizing, oh, shit, like, I really don't want to, you know, get rid of these. Or, you know, people are coming in and swooping them up. You got some yeah. bigger guys learning about it. Yeah, That's sort of like the dynamic of it, right? Yeah, um, and also when you're, and also, like, say there's only 170 for sale. But then mm-hmm. when we breed them, breeding them, it's not going to go into our anonymized series. It's going to be a different series of stuff that we're breeding, whether they're baby mice or a different animal or whatever. Um, so if that pool is much bigger and a bunch of people start buying that because it's cool and they find out there's like 0% uh, royalty and and they find out about the devs and shit like that, I think that could give it a big bump too. Um, I, I like, I almost want to like, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard to give. It's hard to give advice with it when it comes to like the valuations because it is, I mean, and that's where it comes back. Part of me, part of me thinks like if Anonymous doesn't go to at least to at least like twenty and like within like a month or so, like I, I have to just not ever, like I have to like maybe just not buy another NFT for another month in a row and just do a month of research because I'm just like how the fuck can this thing not explode? That's just the way yeah. I'm thinking about it, and I know I'm new. I'm a hundred percent of a newbie. It's like I, I you know. We'll see if I'm right. If, you know, maybe Can I share a quick thought with that? Yes. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times, too, guys, people don't realize, like, the patience is in the long game for a lot of these things. If I would have held all my my tokens from 2017, I'd be a multi-billionaire at this point. And it's a matter of, of coming into a project with an entry and exit plan kind of already. So don't FOMO into things purely because everyone else is doing it. If you're coming into that point, you're already too late. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you really have to come in with an idea of like, I want this to do this. 
And when it hits this number, I'm out. You know, yeah. you kind of have to have that strategy already. Or if you have, yeah. I mean, you can also have the long-term view. I mean, I like to hold for a long time, but you have to you have to continue to reevaluate the project in that light. Like if I if I'm not sitting there and watching the the tokens and the projects I invest in over time, uh, then I'm going to be at a loss because I something could completely change, and then I I would be uh, not able to exit because I'm not paying attention to what's happening. So you do have to just be really involved. Involved in the space, have a strategy, uh, but yeah, do your research and feel good. And don't like, overexpose yourself. Yeah, just always that's, have. That's con- part of that issue. Have conviction and always know what you're investing. And in. like you said, don't don't invest money that you can't afford to lose because the space is so early. It is hard to make a decision, so you have to do a lot of research. And then, like Andy and I were saying, like when you lose, you learn from it and you move on. Uh, and, and I he, mean, we got to give Dan some credit, though. He's he he worked on Wall Street, and he didn't buy an anonymous yet. So he's asking <laughs> yeah, his research. You are you're here <laughs> doing your research, Dan. It's, it's been hard. I have. A... Yeah. So okay, this is like a funny. This is a funny story because <laughs> this is kind of like awkward and weird. But you know, because I've been going into the Discord a lot, looking at the chat, and like Andy's like you know jumping in there a bunch, and I'm just like, what the hell is going on here, right? And so, you know, when you think about something like during, you know, during the day, I was thinking about mice and fucking, you know, Andy being part of this project, my dream, like, I think I got fucking high with, um, with Andy in my dream. And we were like, trying to figure out ways how to like buy more mice. And I woke up and I told my girlfriend, I'm like, what the hell am I like? She's like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You're, you're talking about buying mice. Um, (laughs) Well, what, what really has been attracted or what has gotten you know, me interested in NFTs is, you know, when I started really doing some research into some of them, like, you know, first I was like, what the hell are these crypto punks? But then I looked at sort of the history behind them, you know, the Fidenza, some of this generative art. Um, and that's sort of what the mice have done a little bit here. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of unique. It's like, you know, when you think about like cubism or like the history of art in the past, like there's something very unique about you know some of these projects that are happening and that's like what i'm interested in i also i also think it's i also think the mice are pixel art because it's fully on chain and it has to be under a certain amount of uh megabytes yeah no i mean these the whoever mouse dev is they're clearly very smart people and the way they launched mice was very unique in and of itself and i don't think anybody's Mm -hmm done it the way they've done it and is yeah. why actually it's gained so much organic traction mm. um you know the past four days it's it's truly insane yeah, and yeah, it, yeah you have such a strong community too the people that invest in it in in it really believe in it they're not taking the profits because they really believe the potential of it and that's another thing when you have a strong community like that the sky can become the limit but dan i i just want to give you a shout out because i love seeing people in the space that maybe haven't even gotten their first nft yet but you're in here learning and uh continuing to ask the right questions so huge shout out continue researching and i and i hope you continue joining these types of shows and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you around, man. All right. Sure. I'll give you guys all a follow now. Right on. Good to see you. Cool. All right. Cheetah. Yeah, Cheetah happens. Thank you. Uh, I brought you up, Cheetah, because you've been a huge uh, supporter lately of the show, retweeting a lot, and I really appreciate you and, and being a part of this community that we're building. So go ahead, man. Hey, man. It's awesome to be here. Is my mic on? Cause yes, I, we hear you. Uh, awesome. Great. Uh, thanks for having me up. Really appreciate it. Definitely. 
my question for you, Andy, big fan, first off, you know, hear that all the time, I'm sure, uh, is kind of how do you deal or how do you flow with kind of like the ups and downs of life? I mean, just with being in crypto and stuff, I know, you know, people with the imagination that is, is possible, uh, people get to imagine, hey, these gains and stuff. And, and I know that it's like, you know, you got to kind of hold off then or, you know, really, really be smart and stuff. But then in the lows and everything, I suppose, what have you found in your experiences? Because, you, you know, you've obviously been through quite a bit more than, than me <laughs> uh, to, to really deal with kind of like the ups and downs of life. Yeah. The ups and downs of life or the ups and downs of NFTs? Uh, I'd say like the flow of everything, just like, you know, how, how you imagine, like, you know, things are going great. You're like, heck yes, man. And then the next thing you know, something, you know, something comes out of nowhere and gets you and you're like, God damn, you know, and then, and you're, and you got your dick knocked in the dirt. You know, I suppose both, both areas would be great. I mean, well, there is. Okay. So NFTs, I'm still kind of new to. So the only, the only negative thoughts I had about NFTs, but besides people like spamming my Twitter constantly, um, are the first things that I bought, like the first like few days and the first week. There's a lot of like stagnant shit that I bought um, that I kind of I woke up a couple times feeling like, fuck, did I just like lose yeah. 100K? Did I just lose like 100 fucking thousand dollars? I've, just, like, I've had some heroin clicking. NFTs. <laughs> yeah, just clicking a bunch of shit at first that just that I just lose 100 racks like like that. That kind of sucks. It kind of turned me off. Like, do I really want to keep doing this? Yeah. I putting my money into a hole and then um Having a couple of wins lately kind of picked me up. The idea of me doing a whole series that, you know, I really want to, like, work hard on and yeah. and am confident that, you know, I'll get some success from it, hopefully. Um, I feel like if I lose 100K off my first week, the amount of effort I'm going to put into learning more, putting stuff out there, buying yeah. the right thing is going to is going to cancel that out like tenfold easily. Amen. So yeah. I'm going to keep my head up at the losses and just keep trucking and keep learning more and keep trying to make smarter investments. And um, so that's it for NFTs because I'm still new. It's just been a month. But as is far it- as life, <clears throat> I feel like when it comes to life, a lot of people, and I know it's easy to say when, you know, it's it's harder when you're when you're struggling and there are, plenty of plenty of human beings on this earth that are struggling to even keep a roof over their head if they even have one so this is coming from my perspective and i'm not ignorant to the fact that most of the world is completely struggling but that said i feel like a lot of people let's say they already have a roof over their head and they could pay their bills i think a lot of people um day to day go through life putting hurdles in front of themselves and having a lot of self-inflicted wounds over stuff that only matters because they put it there. It's like Charlie bit my finger. I put my hand in the baby's finger and the finger <laughs> bit me. I caused it. It's like me sticking a fork in a, in a, an electrical socket. I did that. If you, if you stop abusing yourself by putting all these fucking hurdles in front of yourself that don't need to be here 
worrying about things that truly don't matter. If you really try to think about your life and core values as like the, my family uh, that I love, the people that I love, keeping a roof over my head, getting to drink clean water and, and have food every day, um, and all the fucking noise and bullshit about insecurities and about how people look at you and roll their eyes at you and all this shit. And I know this stuff is big stuff, like it's easier said than done, but I just feel like 90% of people's problems and mentality comes from self-inflicted wounds that people have to really try to dial back and look at their life from a bird's eye view as much as possible and kind of just think, be self-aware because if you're not being self-aware, your brain is on autopilot and you're, and someone else is steering the ship into all these different directions. But if you're self-aware, you grab the own, your own steering wheel and you get to fucking steer it yourself. And I just think like, you know, meditation, self-awareness, and actually just really, really trying to grasp on what really matters in life and not all the bullshit that you're just creating for yourself to make yourself stressed or miserable or anxious goes a long way. And I know still that's easier said than done. There's a lot of outlying problems that people have just, you know, whether, whether it's like social anxiety, whether it's clinical depression, those things, you just can't snap out of those things. I understand those are real life things. I'm talking about things that you can, can control a bit, you know, dude, uh, you, uh, yeah, I feel as if you knew me there for a moment. Uh, <laughs> as funny as that was, I did tear up a bit. No, no, uh, you know, I was mainly as I can say that. <laughs> I really appreciate that's it. Good. That's uh, big cool. time. Big time. That's awesome. Thanks for coming up on stage too. I mean, that's such a good question that's and, and even, even a more amazing answer to the question is such, so true about just, uh, having a positive outlook and remembering what matters in life. And, um, it's funny how, how de depression and things like psychologically as humans that we amplify because we just, uh, we continue to let those things control our mind instead of focusing on the, the things that we should be grateful for every day. So, uh, Matt props Andy on that answer too. I think that's important. All right. I had to bring, um, well, let's do one more question, Andy. Uh, and then, okay. and then we'll, we'll close it down. And I've got so many people still requesting to come up. So I apologize. We don't have time for everyone, but it, please come to more shows. I'll make sure to pay attention to who's requesting right now and bring you up on another show. But we've got, um, if I, I didn't get the answer question you could tweet you could tweet me perfect and when i get off when we get off the show i'll try to answer some of your questions too if yes. you have like uh questions i brought up a, a fellow anonymize uh so I, I wanted to give him a chance to uh or her a chance to speak so hi welcome to the show you're a race car that's I, you don't have a name so i don't know what to call you <laughs> I'll, I'll take race car thanks so much for <laughs> what's going uh, on get, <laughs> not much my man thanks thanks so much you guys for uh letting me chat for a moment um so yeah, uh, Andy, man, thank you so much, bro. Like, honestly, I remember when I was a kid, so young and watching you on MTV, which is hilarious, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, the other Thanks. morning, I absolutely, bro. And actually, I live in New York as well. I live in Greenpoint. So hey, um, nice. Yeah, so definitely rep New York City here. But anyway, um, I woke up at like 6 a.m. the other morning and just got so lucky to be able to, uh, see a tweet from you about, uh, the mices, which I like to call them and, uh, call us. And, uh, you know, it just, it just changed everything for me. Like, uh, I have been kind of messing around in crypto for a while and 
I am an artist and I kind of gave up art when I was younger. You know, a lot of us who are creative people in the room, of course, like you have this dream to be an artist and then, you know, it's, it slowly kind of gets crushed along the way with, uh, you know, life and finances and just people kind of, yeah, just like over your shoulder, kind of like, you know, you're never going to do anything with your life. If you do this, you need to do this and that. It's just, it's bull, it's all bullshit, you know, just like you were talking about with like the self-inflicted wounds kind of thing. It's just like, yeah, you know, people can really beat you up and like kind of rob you of your identity and your, uh, your, uh, goals and your your passions and so you know I was kind of getting ready to get into the nft space and was kind of bummed for a little while you know just seeing everyone with so much success in the space and it's just it's really hard to break into the space you know and uh mm-hmm. uh it, it it took me a, a minute or two to like finally like get to the level where I was able to kind of dive in and then just like, you know, a chain reaction after seeing your tweet and buying this this first uh, mouse here and uh, just getting into the space. My God, it just everything clicked. And like, I just completely feel this like wog me movement, you know, like we're all going to make it like people are here in this NFT space to help each other and to help us all succeed. And it's, it's, it's wild. It's just, it's so lit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure you were there for the first 24 hours of the, uh, or the first 48 hours, I should say, when from the ground floor, when the mice, uh, you know, we all popped off and that was yep. just so much fun, man. Like, I'm sure you can attest to that. Like that was just, I cracked the fuck out, dude. I was, I was, my father was picking me up to go out to dinner, and I'm like, bro, I'm almost at two teeth. I need to get my other free miles before I go. And I called my dad. I'm like, you got to wait like 10 more minutes, dude, 10 more minutes. Yeah, like all of us were just losing our shit in that room for like 48 hours. Like I was up for 24 hours straight. I can't even remember the last time I did that. I was like, you know, 10 years ago or something. Did you, and get, it was just... did you get to grind any free mice? Uh, oh, to bur- like burn them? No, to to get free ones. Oh no, I I came in kind of late, so I think I bought mine at like point six ETH, and so I was I was oh, hoping point I... six. You're still good, bro. You're good. Oh yeah, I was super Gucci. I got in like you know early enough, but uh, um, I didn't. I was so close. I was like kind of that all happened like within the the next few hours, and I was just like locked and glued glued in on screen here, but. But anyway, I mean, just the, the the most special thing about it to me is just like the community, you know what I mean? And just yeah, being in that sure. space, like Mouse Dev is a master of game theory. You could tell he's just crushing mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's just it's just so much fun. And just to be a part of this community and to see where it goes, you know what I mean? It's it's a life changing thing, honestly. And like I am, you know, like I said, I finally felt that spark. Like I feel like I found a place in the space. Like I feel like I can, I can now fit in. And I, I think the important thing is, is just like, you know, a lot of us in this room, I'm sure there are a lot of creative people. Um, and, you know, this is our chance to really to really do something awesome and to do something that we've all been so passionate about for forever and for such a long time and like never really had the opportunity to, which is just so, so sick. Um, I you know agree, I mean? man. I totally agree. Yeah, I feel like so many of us have just waiting, been waiting for this moment, like for our, our entire lives. You know what I mean? Like Q... 
Phil Collins in the air tonight. You know what I mean? It's just like this, <laughs> this is it. You know what I mean? Like there's a space for all of us. If you're an artist, if you're a software developer, if you do marketing, if you, you know, what, 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 what have you there, there's a space for you in, in NFTs. So, yes. you know, if any of you in the room are also kind of hesitant to jump in or you've, you know, I've been in a lot of these spaces recently and I hear a lot of people that are just like, kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know. I really want to get my art in here. I'm worried. Like, I, I don't want to like, uh, you know, lose out on this opportunity. I don't want to like lose my job, this and that. And they, they're kind of like worried and scared to jump in. And like, my advice would be to just, just do what I did. Like, I literally just like started to ask people questions and just to make friends online and just, you know, just, just, just go out there and start to have a good time and have fun. And like, we're all here for you. Like if my yeah. DMS are always open. I'm sure a lot of others are in this room, like always here to support. And uh, yeah, just Andy, thanks again, man. So stoked. I'm sure I'll run into you on the street out here in the city sometime, but uh, yeah, no problem, man. They talk so much fun. Yeah. They talk about how uh, crypto way, you know, back in the early days of crypto in 2013, 14, they, everyone talked that really believed in it, that really saw the potential, always talked about the generational wealth transfer that would happen uh, because that you get rid of some of that gatekeeping that's around. And now with NFTs, it's just uh, you start seeing so many new use cases and now you have artists and you have, you know, different skill sets can actually there's I can't tell you how many times uh, even even a few people on this show that were homeless or they barely were getting by and now they're making so much money not just by collecting or trading but by working in the space and like you said the number one thing anyone can do is just start getting involved everyone started with nothing no one I, I finally got my brother in about a month ago too and he's grinding it out he's making art he's a graphic designer this is what I talk about like you will realize how early you are if you just get involved and you take time in the space and enjoy the community if you're always just come in and you're looking for a quick buck it's not the place for you that you've got to work and you got to make connections and so i'm proud of you for doing that you took the jump you're able to continue to engage so shout out to you race car man and i'm excited that you're in the space and i hope other people you know it's got to feel good to andy too to see that someone that was you know following him is able to start changing their life too uh because because of listening to his tweets and i think that's what it's all about it's like a full circle here hundred percent hundred percent yeah thank you so much man just so pumped and like so excited for the future of the nft space and yeah again there's 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 a space for all of us here i mean if even if you don't even have like a fraction of an eth to put down on buying a piece that you're super interested in like just you know start to ask questions and meet people and see what you can do uh, you know what i mean there's there's always going to be a space for you here and and time the time will come when you're able to like go full full boat in you know yeah, so very good anyway thank you thank you so much for letting me uh, take a moment to definitely uh, to I, i'm in. really glad right, it's an important see you in the fucking discord <laughs> yes yeah, it's a, such an important message though and i'm glad that came up at the end of the show is just like it's never too late i was i i was in uh i've always been a uh, into crypto for the last few years but i never knew how i was going to fit into the nft space i never figured that out i was just like i don't know what to do i don't know what i i'm good at i'm not an artist i can't do this this coding shit i'm not i don't know what to do and i'm like you know what i've i've been a teacher for 12 years i can get up and I, as soon as spaces i saw an opportunity i was like let's just do a show and talk to people and help people learn there's always a space you may not know where your space is yet but if you keep working 
working and you keep grinding it out, you'll find it. So, so mad props for you coming up here and anyone in the audience that's just not sure how to get started. The answer is just is just start by talking to people, like you said, and join some communities, some groups. You don't even have to buy an NFT. You can just kind of grind it out. But Andy, man, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, man. I'm so glad you uh, had. Thank you, man. Took time to stop by, and um, I I I know you already knew this, but I have three of your OG tokens, and I think I'm so excited for your project. Um, I think you're Hell doing yeah. everything in the space the right way, and I'm a, I'm a proud supporter of of the community you're building in the space, and I'm, I can't wait to continue to hear uh, stories like that we just heard from Race Car about like the people that you're able to continue to teach about this space. So so keep on grinding, man. I'm, I'm proud to proud to be by your side hey thank you homie thank you for having me too man of course all right guys let's go ahead and take this to the outro this has been another production of gutter cat studios all conversations with crazy carl are for educational purposes only you should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really especially financial advisors take control of your own financial future and do your own research always that's all for now until next time we'll see you in the metaverse